Welcome to your Everyday Rich Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Jen. And I'm Jason. And uh, today I have a wicked, wicked sore throat, <clears throat> which has uh, resulted in a very awkward voice. Like, did you bring some water for this podcast? I did. Good. It's one of those like teenage voices where... So your voice is going to crack in the middle It might crack, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and it, sounds, it sounds artificially deep, but then it also sounds like I'm... It's like I'm having a lot of effort to talk. It sounds a bit raspy. It does, but not in a really like, you know, like sexy, sexy raspy. Yeah, it's not a sexy singer raspy. It's more like a rundown <laughs> broken car. <laughs> like a like a like a nineteen ninety Honda. We'll Civic. get through it. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. But yeah, welcome to your Everyday Rich Podcast. Uh where we have everyday rich living room conversations around, uh, really around uh, navigating f wacky cultural norms as millennials uh, around money, uh, parenting, investing, uh, what else? Stuff. Just life in general. Yeah, life that millennials are going through right now. So really anything that's critical um, so that you guys can hopefully gain some of this uh these these conversations and have the same conversations in your household so that you can make some uh everyday rich decisions oh man it's really hard to talk right now but we're going to talk I, we're going to soldier through this Alrighty. so uh we were um coming back the other day and you know it's been a very busy summer uh, a good busy, like not as in like you're just busy where you just don't have time to do anything. It's as busy as in like occupied with things that our kids were doing. And we're at that stage where uh, Josh is old enough. Josh is our eldest one. Mm -hmm. He's old enough to like uh, start playing a bit more competitive sports. Yeah. Uh, whereas J Jeremy's just kind of still running around in circles. Yep. That's right. Exactly what he does. He runs, uh, runs around in circles. Picking the grass and throwing sand on the baseball diamond, uh, which is totally cool. But uh, this summer, we had Josh uh, go through competitive rep baseball tryouts. So basically, he's been playing uh, what, like house league for like three years. Yeah. And then uh, we decided last year, actually, even before this year, last year, we were thinking about putting him in at least letting him try out because his coaches were like, Hey, you know, Josh should try out at least to just kind of see. see. Yeah. And, um, we were like, like kind of doubtful. We we're like, uh, well, we made the decision because we just didn't want to commit. We weren't ready to make a commitment because we knew that at least from a time perspective, yeah. um, it would be a lot of commitment yeah. and we were just not ready for that at that moment. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think we were quite a selfish on our, on our end because we've heard a lot of stories on how much time commitment rep takes. And, you know, my own experience, like I never made rep team outright. I got called up to the rep team when I was uh, actually a little bit older than Josh in baseball. So I made the select team after tryouts and they got called up to the rep team. But then it was funny because I was thinking about, about my own experience uh, going up in rep or select in rep, whereas like 
you know, the trials were so different back in the day. It was like indoors, you hit a few balls, you catch a few balls and uh, you throw a few balls and they'll call you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas it's completely changed uh, today because the competitive landscape has, has gotten so much more better. Well, more competitive. Yeah, more competitive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I was thinking about like my own experience and then relating to uh, this experience and why we wanted to actually talk about this today was to kind of go through the whole, uh, I guess, our our emotions and uh, what we felt as first-time parents witnessing, like parents witnessing for the first time kids going through a very, very competitive environment. Mm-hmm. And here's the funny thing is, you know, when we were growing up, here's part of the, the wacky cultural stuff as Asian millennials. So my dad was always working uh, during the day, and my mom kind of just drop me off and go do her errands at baseball and then they never actually saw me go through like tryouts so to say so it's like i don't even know if they understand or have uh like this emotion that we experienced seeing their kids i think parents today are much more into their kids lives like if i asked your parents what position you played in baseball i don't think they would no. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's no, it's no. It's... You know what I mean? It's just parents today are just very different, right? Like they're very into their kids' sports. They know everything about it. They know the coaches. Like, you know what I mean? They're just more yeah. like in it. Well, yeah, my parents would be like, yeah, that's the piano, right? Is <laughs> <laughs> that the Kumon math? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, it's so true. I mean, it's no fault of them because you know, really like immigrant parents coming to Canada from Asia or anywhere in the world, they're not focused on athletics, mm-hmm. right? The focus is education. Yeah. Uh, and improving yourself through the school system, getting that, you know, that the best education you can, which yeah. listen, I don't think is a bad thing. I think everyone should have a education. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was always a big no, no to like try to excel at sports Oh, yeah. Even though you naturally might have, like... Be good at it. Yeah, I've actually showed them skills. Yeah. So, like, you know, and basically uh, this year we were like, okay, Josh, you know, the coach is, like, asking us, do you want to try for rep? And we're still on the fence about it, right? Even up to, the, like, the last couple of days before a tryout. But then we basically said, like, okay, Josh, and well, even before that, we were talking, we're like, are we ready to commit if he makes the teams? Mm-hmm. Right. And we're like, are I don't we? Know. <laughs> are I don't we? know. I think we were on the fence for a really long time. And I think like during, during the summer, we also brought Josh to see a rep game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we had some friends who um, have their kids in rep baseball. So he went to one of their games just because we wanted to expose him to the caliber of, of players that are in these type of leagues. And then he, you know, even Josh Lashley, he didn't he didn't know what selected rep was. He didn't know it existed, right? So this year when he went there, he's like, "Hey, you know what team is this?" And I was like, "Oh, this is like select rep." He's like, "What's that?" And then we explained to him like what that meant. He's like, "How come I don't? Can I go on this team?" I'm like, "You can, but you have to try out for it." He's like, "What's a tryout?" <laughs> and it's funny cause, because because. You know, kids these days, up till like, like my, my son is eight years old and up till now he's been playing sports, but in kind of either house league 
or kind of just for fun at school. Yeah, like recreational. Recreational. Yeah. So in recreational sports, everybody gets a turn. Everybody gets to be on the team, right? Yes, there is a winner and a loser, but you know everyone's just having fun, right? Yeah. Everyone gets a turn. Like you have to do, you have to play different positions, like you know that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. The the focus is is not on fun. winning. Well, right. the focus is on winning. Like they they want to win, but at the end of the day, they're still having fun, right? Yeah. Like, and regardless of whether you're good or not good. You know, you get a turn in the field. Yeah, they focus. Right? They they the coaches focus on the fun in fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, right? So, I think he this year was the first year he learned that not well learned that there is a competitive, uh, a more competitive side of sports where you have to try out to make the team. The team only consists of the top you know, 12 players and you have to get chosen to be on this team or you have to have it be a certain skill level to be on this team. Yeah, I think it was a big wake-up call for him. Yeah. Or not wake-up, but like eye-opening mm -hmm. in a sense where that whole participation award piece really just kind of went through the door now. Yeah. And like you were saying, it kind of exposed him to the almost a little bit outer outer workings of reality. Yeah. Whereas in real life, you not everyone gets a turn. No. And, you know, some parents are going to be, they're not going to like that. But that's the damn truth. That's the reality. When you go interview for a job, for example, yeah. you interview for it. Just because you apply doesn't mean you get it. You're competing against 100 other people to get the job. Same with getting into school, like getting into university, college. You don't just automatically get in. You have to get yeah. Get chosen again, and either with your grades, with an essay, with an interview, whatever it is, to get into a certain school, right? So it's they're eventually going to be exposed to that. Like, so just having them being exposed to that in sports, I think, is is a good thing. Um, like emotionally, I think you know we'll we'll talk through it. But emotionally is something that I guess he learned, and we learned with him as well um, through this whole process this past month. I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, so I guess when we went to that rep game and after we had that conversation with him, we were like, do you want to try out? He's like, yeah, mommy, I, I want, I want to try out. And then we're like, okay. And then we kind of left that conversation <laughs> yeah. for like a couple months because we didn't want to address it. <laughs> a couple, a couple weeks. Yeah. A couple weeks. And then it came down to end of the season and tryouts were coming up and then he's always reminding us, Hey. We're going to the tryouts, right? Like, he never forgot. Like, we told him. We kind of told him, like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to go go try out. And he never forgot that. Like, every at the end of the season, he was like, we're going to go try out. I want to try out for, for Rep Select Baseball. Yeah, and, like, like, here's a sidebar about just kids and their memory. Whatever you say, <laughs> they will remember the most minute detail. Yeah. Okay? And it will be like this quiet drive or whatever it is you might be walking or randomly like just having breakfast or taking a shower <laughs> and they'll all of a sudden just stop dead and be like hey do you remember the time that you said this and that and we could do that or this and I'm like what yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah but yeah it's it was that whole thing of okay well if you want to try out sure and we didn't answer him directly because obviously we went back to that whole commitment of there's a few things right there's a commitment of time 
And here's the thing about competitive sports. If you've never been exposed to competitive sports when you were younger, or if your kids aren't in competitive sports yet, the time commitment is significant Mm -hmm. because they're actually called traveling teams. Mm -hmm. And at seven, eight years old, these teams are traveling. They're not traveling far, but I mean, you're traveling to different cities, like they're intercity. So you're going to like the city next door or around your surrounding city versus just going up the street or within your small community to the public yeah. park. Yeah. Right. And you're you're going to tournaments in the States or across Ontario and it gets really involved. It's like four to five days a week of one activity. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You can obviously tell that's exactly how they're able to get so good. Yeah. Because they just spend so much time and energy into it. Yeah. So we had to sit and talk about it one yeah. night after the kids went to bed you know, I remember me and you, we talked about like, are we, are we going to put Josh through? Like if he makes it, like the thing is like, I didn't want to put him through tryouts and then make the decision after, Yeah. you know, we had to make a decision that if he was going to go to a tryout, we had already committed that if he makes the team, that he's going to be joining the team. Right. So I didn't want him to go through a tryout if we weren't on board with him being on the team. Yeah. And I think that's very important, right? It's just like anything, whether it's like with your kids or with anything in your life, you have to, you have to be committed to something like that. And like, as partners here, like Jen and I, first of all, we have to make sure that we're aligned Yeah, because one thing is like saying, okay, yeah, sure. Like, you know, one of us can take it, take him to, to baseball, but there's going to be times where like, I won't be able to take him to baseball. Jen won't be able to take him to baseball. And then what happens? Well, they on top of that, we're thinking about Jeremy too. Yeah. If Josh is gone for four days, what the hell a is week, he do? What is Jeremy? Jeremy's going to feel left out, right? Remember we talked yeah. about that. I'm like, we have to also, you know, occupy Jeremy. I don't want him to just stay home. You know, Josh has baseball this and baseball that, and he's going to be like, why? Why do I only have? Like, yeah. Why do I get to just stay home? And, right. Um, so we talked about putting Jeremy in more thing. If Josh did make the select team or rep team or whatever, and he's out four days a week doing baseball, regardless of who drives him, you know, we want Jeremy to also be occupied with something else, right? We put him in, if he's on a competitive sport, you put him two activities, three activities so yeah. that he's just as occupied as Josh. Yeah. And then that time commitment even becomes now you're stretching that time commitment, obviously towards both kids. Yeah. All right. So then it's one of those things you have to ask yourself. It's like, just like anything, it's like this whole, you can't balance everything. It's going to be an extreme. And at that point, it's like mm-hmm. extreme time commitments for everyone. Yeah. Right. So that's something that we ask ourselves where, you know, if you're thinking about the same thing, it's okay. Can you, can, can, if you're employed, right, nine to five, can you actually create that time flexibility within your employment? Mm-hmm. with your, your job role, your function. Mm-hmm. Are you commuting or are you working from home? Yeah. Right. Those things make a big difference. Mm-hmm. How flexible is your employer? Mm-hmm. Is your job extremely demanding? Maybe your healthcare worker yep. or your shift worker. Yep. Right. So how would you actually make that work? And we talked to parents that actually had that similar challenge where they're like not necessarily a set hour mm-hmm. of like nine to five. They work weekends yep. and all that stuff. So, yep. you know, that it was that big, other than that, it was like this, obviously the money, the the financial commitment. Mm-hmm. And obviously this podcast talking centered around finance and money. It wasn't just like, oh, you pay a couple hundred bucks for the whole season. No. It was like a couple thousand. It's a commitment. Yeah, yeah for sure. You got, 
your yeah the fee itself you have you know uniform shoes and all that kind of stuff to pay for on top of like jason said if you're going away i think i'm not even sure i wasn't 100 sure if the tournament's paid for by the league or you're paying it yourself but then you got to pay for hotels yeah all your lodging and travel right? all costs. your lodging and travel costs is, is on you right so it is a financial commitment not just a time but time and fi financial yeah and the last one that wasn't really kind of clear it until you actually talk to other parents that mm -hmm. are in it is really it's a lifestyle adjustment right as much as you only see oh it's the time commitment it's the money it's yeah. a lifestyle shift yeah because now you will be seeing the the other kids parents more than you would be seeing your own friends or your own family yeah where you're spending four to five days yeah. with them so like two plus, hours a day plus weekends <laughs> and you know the odd time you're just gonna drop yeah. them off at practice and go do your errands For which sure. hey listen we were thinking about that we're like yes it's like free babysitting <laughs> right but really you get to like you have to essentially now uh, tell yourself it's like are you okay with committing this lifestyle and sacrificing for your child's mm -hmm. enjoyment yep and it's not necessarily that they go through rep or select and they're going to make it big like if everyone if, if you've gone down the path of hearing like kobe's story uh lebron's story mm -hmm. michael jordan tom brady like every great player like it wasn't just like oh they picked up you know the, the ball or whatever no, and just started it's doing it. the number of hours that they put into the game right there's all these like there's all these alignment of stars mm -hmm. that just have to come and sometimes you're just so lucky right mm -hmm. because down the road you know think about it like you can have, you can have the best skills or whatever and josh could do any of our kids or any of our friends kids can develop into this amazing talent and then one injury could just ruin it all yeah but anyways i'm just just saying right in terms of like that's just a lifestyle shift right mm -hmm. so yeah i guess i guess as we were talking we just you know when we asked josh again he's like is this something you really want to do right he, he sees it as fun he doesn't know anything else better no yeah but he just wants to play on he knows that those teams are more competitive and they're one level or two levels higher than his current team and he wanted to be on those teams. And and that's an interesting the skill thing. level. Yeah, it's something that we observed about our kids or even just kids in general. When you're sitting there at the diamond, you have a lot of time to look at and observe all the kids. Oh yeah. Right? Especially over the course of a season. Mm -hmm. And it's almost just like in real life where you size up your kids to other kids and you size up yourself to let's say your your coworkers yep. or your competition in business. Mm -hmm. You're always doing that. Yep. Right. And then you see hmm, what are their weaknesses? What are their strengths? Mm -hmm. And then you evaluate. But then you get to see kind of more of just the physical outside of the physical skills. Jen, this was something I noticed. It was like it was like how they approached it mentally. Mm -hmm. Some kids were really good, but they gave up really easily. Mm -hmm. Right. And if I connect that with kind of like, you know, as you know, our lives, millennials, kind of like what we're trying to do here, accomplish like financial freedom, all that stuff. Some people over the last few years have, you know, found success and been able to like really, uh, really just blossom on whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then one little bad patch, all of a sudden, guess what? It's like, I'm done. I'm done now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a sad part because a big part of this is the mental aspect. 
And, you know, when we're talking to Josh saying, Hey Josh, so why do you, why do you want to play more? Like, why do you want to do this? He's just like, Oh, I just want to play. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, I don't think we've got there to the point where he understands that, that real mental um, commitment yet from his point, but he doesn't, well, he's never had the experience of playing on the team like that. Right. So, yeah. but, but yeah, so because he wanted to play so bad and we just, okay. I think we talked about it that one night and we're like, all right, we're going to, yeah. Put them through select and rep tryout. And then, uh, so this whole select rep tryout, it's six days of tryouts. So it was a lot in September. Um, it was six days within two weeks. And, um, you know, just to cut the story short, he didn't make rep, right? The um, competition was so good. Yeah. And I think within the first, I would, like, I watched, I watched the first half of rep tryout. Like, I could tell in the first, tryout the first half rep tryout just based on the skill level like i knew josh wasn't going to make rep yeah. like it was just you know but but the process is you have to go through rep tryouts to get to select so we went through rep tryouts he didn't make it um he was upset he didn't make it so this is the first time he did not make a team so the way it works is there's three three rep tryouts uh the first two it's mandatory you go and then the third one you have to get a call back to go to the third so after the second one, you know, as expected, he didn't get the call back for the third. And I remember picking him up. I think we both went to pick him up yeah. that day from school. And then uh, we told him, hey, Josh, you know, you, you, we're not going to uh, try out tonight because, you know, you didn't make the call back. And then the first, his first expression, like his face just went like sad. And he started tearing. Like he walked towards the wall and started tearing, I remember. And uh, he was very down on himself. Like, I think he wanted, really wanted to make the rep team. And, you know, he was very sad. So that was like his first experience with not making a sports team. So you got to understand, like, I think he's still at that age. uh, These kids are at that age where um, they, because they've been playing for fun, they feel like, you know, they should still be able to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they haven't been. Josh hasn't been through, I would call this type of rejection yet. Yeah. Okay. In competitive sports. But now that he's kind of gone through it, he's kind of exposed that muscle a little bit of rejection. Mm-hmm. And like Jen was saying, he was down. And the first thing he said, he was like, I give up. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Which, you know, my immediate reaction was, okay, let him just kind of process. Yeah. Process. Let him say whatever he wants to say. Mm-hmm. And then reel him back and say, why Why do you feel like you want to quit? Mm-hmm. Right. And why do you feel sad right now? Mm-hmm. And then he kind of went through a bunch of things, right? And we, you know, we, we led him with some questions of, of, to try to help himself realize, like, why he, what he said wasn't actually true. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that he's okay. Like, he's got some skill, right? But he's not, like, like all-star. But... Just getting him to realize that saying that I quit, yeah, is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. In the in a sense of, okay, well, if you want to really truly be there, quitting is not going to let you get there. Mm-hmm. If you quit now, you'll never be able to know. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, you know, we told him, hey, there's still three more trials for the select team, and to him, he doesn't know what the difference select. So, if you don't know some context here. House is kind of like, you know, recreational, fun. Everybody, everybody gets to play. Mm -hmm. Select is one level up where it's still a traveling team. 
but it's not as super competitive as rep. Rep is kind of like the top tier mm-hmm. where you have the cream of the crop and select is kind of in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're not good enough for rep, but you're better than host. Yeah. So anyways, he's like, yes, I want to try out. Okay, Josh, let's go do it. Right. What are we going to do? How do we get better? Right. And all that stuff. Anyways, long story short, we go through the three days again. Right. And, um, you know, the last tryout, you know, you know, we're, we're kind of on the side, right? And this, this is the funny thing about sports with competitive sports, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, we're all watching and we're, we're talking to, you know, everyone's very social yeah, in <laughs> on the team. With During the house league yeah. is very social. You know, everyone's laughing, talking, blah, blah, blah. And then when it got to the point where you're like down to the last three tryouts, all the parents were like, you know, we're still like, Hey, how's it going? How's everyone? How's your, how's your kid doing? It got really quiet after <laughs> people like parents, dads, especially dads. I think were like super focused. I think the parents were more nervous or more. Yeah, more nervous for the tryouts than the kids were. The kids were out there just having fun. They're just playing baseball. <laughs> they're catching. They're throwing. They're hitting. They're having so much fun. Literally on the side, all the parents are sitting on their on their chairs and they're just, okay, catch a ball. Catch, catch a ball. Catch a grounder. Yes. Catch a yes. 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 <laughs> and when they drop it or they're like, fuck. And they're like, pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, and there's the downside where – this kind of environment, if you've never seen it, it doesn't happen this early yet. But as you get, as the kids get older, it's really kind of, it is a sad reflection on humans and some of the parents out there because really like some really nasty behavior comes out from both yeah. the kids and the parents, especially yeah. the parents. I think parents put too much pressure on their kids in this type of environment because they obviously want them to do well. Of course. Right. But they don't realize how hard it was at that age. Mm -hmm. They forget. Yeah. Right. I even forget like how it felt to like play on those teams at this age. Well, some of those kids, it's funny because as young as they are, they, some of them knew, like I remember seeing certain tryouts some of them knew when they didn't play well. Yeah. Regardless of what, you know, whether their parents were vocal or not about it, they were kids like when they felt like they didn't well, they didn't do well, they like stormed off after tryouts. Yep. Yep. Right? Like they just knew they, you know, maybe they didn't catch well, they didn't throw well, whatever. Like they literally just stormed off. Yeah. And normally they're like very sociable. Yeah. And, and cheery. So they knew. So they, they, you know, these kids, even though they're only eight years old, they, they feel the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're old enough to understand. Yeah. Right. They may not necessarily know how to process their emotions, but they're, I think they're old enough to understand yeah, what that, they're doing this for. Yeah. You make a good point. Like at this age, their emotional control is still being figured out. Like mm. they don't have uh, a way to express themselves with uh, the same, I guess, the same capacity as an adult. Yeah. Right. Think about yeah. it. Even when we're doing something, if like if I'm playing golf, mm-hmm. like do you know how much like swearing comes out of golfer, <laughs> adult golfers? Yeah, I'm sure we can get a bad shot. Oh my god! So I gotta say something. So at the second tryout of select, so Jason was 
you know, before the, the tryout start, you were throwing, you guys were throwing the ball. <laughs> yeah. And literally, like, Josh tried to catch the ball and it bounced off his glove and like hit him in his nose. Oh my God. Yeah. And then he, and I'm, I'm sitting like probably like, I don't know, 20 feet away. And then Josh like goes to the ground. I'm like, Oh my God, like, is he hurt? And I know I see you run up to him and then you bring him back to the side and he's, he's not he's cr- crying. He's, yeah, he's yeah, crying. He's crying. And then I think the other coaches saw. So like, you know, we got him an ice pack and he sat there I was thinking to myself, is he going to make it through trials? <laughs> Does it end here? Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, luckily he was fine. You know, he got up, we put the ice on him. And I was like, are you feeling okay? He's like, yeah, I'm feeling fine. I'm like, okay. And he, then the trout started and he went. But the first five minutes of the tryouts, I could tell like he was a bit dragging his feet. Yeah. Like he wasn't running as fast as he as he normally does, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. I'm like, this is over. Yeah. Like mentally it's done. Like yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I like that was my first like my first thought. Has he I been shook? Yeah. We thought yeah. like he's been shook, right? Like yeah. you, when you get hit in the face with a baseball, yeah, you know how it feels, right? And as a kid, you're just like, I don't want to feel that feeling again. Yeah. So that was the same thing. Me and Jen were just like, oh, he's not hustling, right? As yeah. much as and I was like, shit, does he have a concussion? Like is he dizzy or yeah. whatever? And- That's what I thought too. I thought like maybe his nose was going to be like throbbing oh. or something. Like, you know, when your nose hurts and it just bothers you that you can't focus on the yeah. things other than your yeah. nose. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I thought was happening. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, I just don't want the ball. I don't want him to miss the ball and hit his nose again. Well, that was the other thing. I thought he was going to be afraid to catch a ball because, yeah. like, again, when something hits your nose, <laughs> something hits you, you have this fear now that's going to happen again. So when he positions his glove, I don't know what he's going to do to like catch the ball. I was like, oh no. And this is the thing. Like us as parents, this is our first time having a a kid go through this type of process. And I could tell you right now, it's quite a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Oh yeah. Because like I said, we want our kids and you if you're listening and you got kids, you want your kids to do the best. Yeah. Right. You don't want them to suck. And that's the thing. I've never been like I've never been competitive. Like, I wasn't in competitive sports when I was a yeah. kid, so for me, like I was, I've never been competitive that way. And even when when Josh was playing house, like yeah, you're just on the I side. I was just like, you know, whatever. Like, hey, I'm like, yeah. he did well, great. Like if he did really well, I would cheer for him. Yeah, um, yeah there were a couple games he wasn't hitting well. But I was like, okay, it's fine. Like I, it wasn't like very emotional for me. I just <laughs> you know sat and watched the game, and then we left, and that was it. Right? Like wasn't a big deal. But this time around, like, because it was a different environment, like, I could feel the emotional roller coaster. Right. Like, like, like that story where, you know, he got hit by the ball. I was like, oh, no. I was, I was like getting like, I was not panicking, but I was like starting to feel anxious. I was like, oh, my God, he's not going to do well in this tryout. Yeah, like, l- let me say, let me say this. So Jen usually is kind of, you know, she's on the, she's on the side talking to other parents or whatever, or just, you know, watching just and just chilling. Hey, nice, nice hit, Josh. Good catch, whatever. Yeah. And then, like. You know, halfway through the second trial or whatever, Jen's like, "Yes, nice catch, Josh. All right, let's go, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's standing up. She's like, "Catch it, catch it, catch it, yes." Yeah, I was like, "I'm normally not like this." <laughs> I looked over. I was like, "Who are you? <laughs> Jeez, you need a you need a chill pill or something." Oh, oh my too god! Funny. 
And let's we could fast forward some of this stuff, right? Yeah. So over the next the course of the next like the final tryouts, so he did get called back. Okay. So another thing about this was that you know we had a another friend um, who their kid was similar age trying out, and they were texting Jen and each other like both moms. <laughs> Did they get in? Did they get the call back? Did they get call back? And it's like when you get the call back, you're like, yes. You know, you get this like weight lifted off. Oh yeah. We felt more nervous for Josh, like seeing his number than like and obviously oh, him because he's sleeping. But anyways, long story short, like you know, we get called back to the final tryout. Josh has like the game of his life. Like he played amazing. He played amazing. Okay. And not I'm not boasting just because he's my kid. He actually did really good for kind of his skill level. So he played the best game that he could I have, have seen in a long all yeah, season all season all season yeah. like anyways and then we get to it but i also noticed all the other kids played really well too really good yep like everyone just picked up the, the skill level the mm -hmm. competition just picked up a notch mm -hmm. it was just like it was like all of a sudden all the kids were like oh yeah okay check here i <laughs> it's like you know, you know i raise you i i, I raise you i re-raise <laughs> like <laughs> Okay, I re-raise your grounder and I, you know, go all in on this wicked catch. Yeah. It's like, whatever. And then, you know, we're waiting the next day for callbacks. And we had a good feeling. Like, we had a pretty good feeling. Because the thing is, like you said, you can kind of observe, like, who are the top six, mm -hmm. top eight kids. Like, you know, they're, they're in for a lock. Yeah. Those kids are just phenomenal. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, between the, you know, the last remaining, I don't know. That's where Josh was, I feel like. Yeah, he was yeah. kind of in the middle of the pack. Yeah. And we're like, okay. Yeah, but, you know, he played good. So mm -hmm. he might have a good chance. And then all day, we're waiting. Oh, my God. It and the website a... did not get posted until literally the end of the day. It was 3 o'clock or 2 or 3 o'clock. And I could tell you right now, in terms of, you know, Josh, basically, Josh did not get called to the final team. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he did not make the select team. Yeah. And... You know, we were talking about earlier about this whole rejection thing. Mm -hmm. It's actually a first time rejection for us yeah. in this capacity. Yeah. Right? Because, well, Josh didn't make the rep team, but that didn't count. We know he knew he was going to make that. I knew that. We knew he was going to make that. I think that one, I, I kind of like, I already knew that. So it wasn't as big of a deal. But Select, I thought he really had a chance. And so when I found out that he didn't make it, like my heart just sank. Yeah, me too. I remember like I was texting the other mom <laughs> who also tried. I'm like, did your son make the team? She's like, no. And or both of us were like, oh, my God, we don't know what to do. Like the second we knew like Josh and, and his friend would come out of school, like that's the first thing they're going to ask us is, did we make the yeah. team? Uh, anyways, so we won't go through the whole story about like obviously what happened after. Right. So long story short, you know, he he's upset. But then at the end of the day, you know, we were able to call the coach because here, here's kind of some context. The coach that was running the select tryout was actually Josh's house league coach. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for the whole summer, he's obviously been able to see him develop mm -hmm. uh, as a ball, a ball player. And, you know, we just said, Hey, what, what, what did, what did Josh, what can Josh work on so that it gives him a better chance next year? Mm -hmm. Right. It wasn't like, oh, why the hell didn't you pick him? It was just yeah. like, hey, listen, we know how it works, right? Mm -hmm. And he basically told us a few things. And I'm not going to share it here, right? Long story short, they went through so much detail in these tryouts. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, you think like 
they're just looking at, oh yeah, you caught the ball. Cool. Oh, you throw the ball. Cool. No, it is like, how do you throw the ball? How do you catch the ball Mm -hmm. out of 10 times that ball was thrown to you? How How many many times times did you you catch it? it? Yeah. How many times you drop it? How many times you hit it? All these things like how you run, how you track the ball. It's like, it's so crazy. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of detail that they looked in. And it was down to that detail where Josh was just, just fell short, just short, just not good enough. And it had to go to that level of minute, like that level of minutia, mm-hmm. you know, and then he tells us, and then I basically talked to Josh and I said, Josh, and I'm sorry that you couldn't make it, you know, and as a parent, it's hard to like, obviously try to talk them out of that, but it's our job. Yeah. Right. And talk them out of that rut, right? Yeah. Because, you know, we've all been there before, mm-hmm. all different types of life ruts. And this is not going to be his only one. But it's tough because it's like, like you said, it's his first real experience, experience of rejection, right? Mm-hmm. Of saying, oh, I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And it came down to this it was, okay, Josh, if you really want to play more, right? What do you think we need to do? And I asked them a similar question about like almost asking a coach, what do you think we need to do to get better? And he just looked at me. He's like, practice more, throw more. And he just basically listed all these things. He's like, I just, we just got to play more. And, you know, we always, we always go back to the reference of like Kobe and Michael Jordan or and all these great players, right? Cause you know, he's been exposed to some of these players before. And you know, I told him, I was like, do you think do you think Kobe Bryant was amazing at basketball the very first time he tried? Right? And all these things. And then we're like, okay, he goes to bed. We're like, oh shit, you know, how's he gonna react the next day? How is he gonna process this as a child? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you think about yourself, when you get bad news, how do you process it? When you fail an exam, yeah. when you fail something, you didn't get a job, yeah, or you got, you know, you got a, uh, uh, you know, you didn't get the deal on the real estate mm-hmm. or whatever, and you're just like, crap, break out the booze. Yep. <laughs> Kids don't have that, right? No. And we're just like, okay, let's yeah. just let them settle. They have ice cream. Anyways, I'm leading to something here. I just want to share with you as like, obviously as a parent, and if you're listening and you're a parent as well. Or even if you're not, like trying to connect this, the dots to kind of like how you regulate your emotions and how you approach setbacks, mm-hmm. right? Is the next day, the most interesting thing happened. After school, Josh was like, hey, uh, can we can we go play baseball? Can we go throw the ball? And that moment when I looked at him and I said, yes, we can, son. I knew that he really wanted it more, mm-hmm. right? He wanted it more because if he didn't want it, he would have been like, yeah, whatever. Let's whatever. go watch TV or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that kind of gave me some reassurance. I'm like, all right, this is the start of hopefully something special, not for sports, but just for his like mentality and his mindset, mm-hmm. his growth, his growth, because this is the thing that, you know, I kind of want to, you know, wrap, wrap up on is, and listen, if you take this the wrong way as a parent, I get it, but in my opinion, this is the reality in, in, in my eyes. I think there are too many soft parents that are creating soft kids. This, we live in this world where it's all about equality, 
which I agree. Like there's obviously, we should have equality in a most general form, mm-hmm. right? But when we work in a coin operated world where everyone does not get a turn, it is based on your skill level. It is based on how well you perform, right? Performance matters in a world like this. By saying and by trying to explain or raise kids by saying, you know what? No, no, it's okay. Every You're okay. Here's your participation award. You'll be able to do just... Johnny, you can be president one day too. Listen, Johnny, you might not be president ever because of a lot of factors. But obviously it starts with that whole mindset, right? Mm-hmm. If you can... If you think that you can do it, obviously, is one thing. But a big piece is, as a parent, you cannot raise soft kids by bulldozing all the problems out of their way Mm -hmm. or hovering over them like a helicopter and snatching them up every time they get into a sketchy situation. Because they need to be exposed to these realities. doesn't mean that you go throw them in the fire, right? And let them fucking figure it out. But you need them to process and experience this kind of hardship. And by giving them the opportunity to, to like go try out. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Man, it's like six days we had to like go eat out. Yep. Pizza and all this crap. But you go to see the growth on these kids and, and how they come out of it and how they're able to like learn from it mm-hmm. is really heartwarming right because really there's two sides of it josh could have said no nah, i don't want to play anymore listen i would have been okay with that because ultimately deep down it's like they don't know anything other than what we expose them to right? yeah but we want them i want to nurture what they enjoy so one day josh might not even like baseball Right. And Jeremy might be like, yeah, I like to play soccer. Okay. Sure. I didn't play soccer growing up, but hey, let's let's go water that let's go water that skill, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just my take on why I think putting your kids through competitive environment can create this great discipline in mm-hmm. them. Um, in anything, not just sports, right? But competitive at anything. Yeah. Like whatever it is. So I hope you stuck on with us on this uh, uh, sharing our conversation about our first uh, experience going through an emotional roller coaster of, you know, watching our kids go through competitive sports. And the whole point was we, you know, we just wanted us to share the feelings that we went through and how we're trying to connect the dots a lot to, you know, where when we were growing up, we didn't have this me personally and Jen obviously didn't go through like competitive sports, but we didn't have the involvement from our parents. Not saying Mm -hmm. that, you know, we, you know, it is what it is, but we don't know what that feels like. And this is all part of that journey so that you learn from it and you're able to like (laughs) learn how to talk to your kids. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm sure that's a learning experience for us too, right? Like figuring out what to say to your child at that time and how to make them feel better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. After whatever it is that happened. So. Yeah. It was kind of interesting because I'm just like, 
was kind of looking forward to, you know, obviously doing those practices throughout winter and all that stuff, which he'll still have practice now because, you know, uh, we have to, well, he wants to go into a uh, winter ball, but, you know, that's the only way to get better. Put in uh, the work. But I was also, yeah, put in the work. Yeah, you got to hustle. But I was also like, yes, I don't have to commit that kind of like few thousand dollars yet. <laughs> it's a lot of money, man. We'll see. Oh, maybe I one could, step at a time. Maybe I could still buy those golf shoes that I was looking at. <clears throat> one step at a time. Um, but if you stuck with us here, appreciate uh, appreciate you with appreciate you. Oh, yeah, jeez. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate listening. Yeah. Like, subscribe, share. Subscribe. Help us subscribe. You know, sharing is one thing, but I heard subscribing helps better. So subscribe. Yeah. Listen. Subscribe. Leave follow. A Leave a four star review if you didn't think it was good. But you know what? Just help us. Help, help us make a review, okay? Um, All right. Let's sign off. Okay, this is Batman signing off. See ya. All right. Peace, everyone.